and welcome to the Emerge Stronger podcast, where we explore the power of self-discovery, the impact of great leadership, and how, when they do things well, leaders can really change lives. I'm Nick O'Sullivan, and with my co-host Simon Shaw, we explore experiences, issues, and events that relate to leadership and what we can learn from them. Join us and Emerge Stronger. Simon, hello again and welcome back to the Emerge Stronger podcast. Hi Nick, good to see you again. Uh, so Simon, this week, straight into it, we are going to explore uh, empowerment versus accountability, we said. Um, and we mentioned at the end of the last podcast that was sort of delivered, deliberately provocative just to get people to think about it a little bit. Um, so I'm going to start with a little premise just to allow us a uh, start point for our discussion really of if we consider empowerment and everyone loves empowerment talking about empowerment within the workplace and within their workforce and within their teams it's a it's a bit of a flavor of the month always popular but if we take it to its logical conclusion and i give everyone in the team complete free reign over everything and they can pretty much do what they want maximum empowerment there's potentially a risk around that in that they you know they go on to go do that now and now you know said they said they wanted by then but you know I'll do, I'll do it by then and uh and the reason for that is because they're obviously all directions in their lives they have family to consider they've got other hobbies and interests they might want to do and so they might inadvertently start using the freedom they're given through that empowerment to address some of those and potentially that comes at the risk of then not doing necessarily the things that they were empowered to achieve in the first place um, so empowerment's brilliant, but straight away, if you jump to that logical lens, it then goes, mm, hang on a minute, but d- does there need to be caveats? <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely there doesn't. And Nick, you know, forgive me, I can't ever imagine you giving people free reign to do whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you, is it? I'm not some <laughs> you're, you're a believer in structure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't say you're a dictator, but you but you believe in uh, very passionately. I think you believe in order and structure and and rules and and of course so you should because if you just gave people free reign, that's not empowerment. That's anarchy. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're going to get chaos resulting, aren't you? So so I think I think the, the first point I'd make about empowerment is that is that it is a handing over of power to do something to somebody else or an agreement that somebody else or some other group can have the power to do things so 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 you're definitely doing that there's definitely a transfer of power if you like within a but that happens within an existing framework and structure um it's not the power to do anything i mean you know you're not going to you're not going to disobey the law if you like (laughs) that would be you can't you can't empower people to disobey the law that's not a sensible thing to do but it also happens uh, with limits. So, so you set limits, don't you? You say, we're going to empower you to do these things within these boundaries. Um, and of course, you know, people who take power, some of them quite like it and they want to push up those boundaries a bit and, you know, take a bit more. But essentially, there are boundaries there, whether they're written or implied. So, so I think empowerment is never free reign, a uh, free reign or free range. It, it, it has it has limits and it's always done within a, a broader framework of uh, what's acceptable and what isn't. Yeah. So so empowerment then, using a, a military term, we might input control measures. So it might be things like you know, deadlines and standards that need to be met. Or as you say, it could be the law or the rules or whatever it might be, or policy. Um, 
so so empowerment does need to come with these things so uh yeah and also you know we're talking about i, I do like structure you're right I, I do quite like structure but i definitely believe that structure maybe with room to maneuver maybe that's my empowerment yes um well i think i think i think that's right because you know when we when we look sensibly at empowerment and you and i've talked about this a lot we we cover it in our courses um then it's essentially about um, giving people authority and resources to do something. But that last bit's very important. It's to do something. It's not free reign. You're saying we'll give you the authority to do this and we'll give you the resources to do that. Because, of course, you know, empowering people and giving them the authority but not giving them the resources is no empowerment at all, is it? No, no, it's true. I mean, I suppose potentially what we're talking about here is... Um... You know, empowerment needs to come with a degree of accountability, I suppose. And I suppose to test that, if we, if we go on the, as you say, if we go the uh, the other extreme, go okay, let's let's assume we're going to make someone accountable for for this something, but I'm not going to empower them to do it. That's not particularly fair either. And again, accountability is another thing that people are you know very, very you know we all like accountability. Maybe this is the structure side coming in, um, and you know it's, it's something that's very popular. But again, accountability on its own without necessarily empowerment alongside it isn't isn't fair. So so maybe it's this relationship of, between empowerment and accountability that that definitely does they definitely are related. People need empower to deliver something, but they need also to be um, uh, to be held accountable for the thing they're meant to deliver. Absolutely, and I going back to your earlier point, Nick. I think it's spot on to say that you. You, you can't be accountable for something if you don't have the power to deliver it. It's just impossible because, uh, you know, you can't deliver it without the power <laughs> to deliver it. Therefore, you can't be accountable for it. It's a logical nonsense. Yeah, right? I mean, I, I can uh, definitely so, remember bits in my career, you know, where we, me and, uh, so within military context, but I won't, I won't bore people with the detail of that, you know, we were given a time, right, you are responsible to deliver this outcome. And then we looked at the resources we had and went, there's no way we're going to be able to deliver that in time available with these resources. You know, we're going to have to go back and go, I need X, Y, and Z. If you want me to do that, me and the team to do that, we're going to need X, Y, and Z. Um, so, well, absolutely. And you've introduced there, Nick, just uh, another word, just to pause so that we've, we've, we've clocked this. You've introduced the word responsibility, mm. which is which is close to power, but it has a, re uh, a relationship to accountability as well. Yes. It? But we, we, just, we just need to recognise ourselves that people often talk about responsibility and accountability as if, they're as if they're the same thing. Well, they're not. They're different, but they're very closely yes. related. And they're both, both closely related to empowerment. Yeah. Uh, so for empowerment, if you're going to empower someone, you need to give them resources uh, and the authority. Correct. Uh, but to make some, someone's accountable, we need to make sure that they've got the responsibility and understand their responsibilities if we're to hold them to account. Absolutely, and, 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 and the accountability is, you take that on with the responsibility, don't you? If you're responsible for something, then you are accountable to somebody for that performance. So those prepositions in English are always worth looking at carefully, aren't they? You're responsible for something, I'm responsible for um, ensuring that we, you know, finish this task by next Tuesday. Um, and I'm accountable to somebody. I'm accountable to you, Nick, for doing that. So that's how it works. And and without the accountability, then I may be taking on the responsibility, but no one else is going to know whether I've 
carried out that uh, responsibility, that thing for which I'm responsible, well or not. So accountability is all about reporting. And I like to go back to the origin of words, as you know, and just the basic, you know, what we're dealing with here. And we're dealing with counting. We're dealing with giving an account of and with, with, with counting. So, you know, people are held to account, for example, when they gather taxes on behalf of you know, the ruler. You have to count how much you've collected in. So, you, you know, you're not, you're not siphoning some off into your own pocket. And that's accountability. Accountability means giving a report back. And, and, and if it's financial accountability, then, you know, checking that um, money hasn't gone slipping sideways anyway. So it's really interesting. So I'm just, just developing a little list as we go. So, so accountability is about responsibility. And to enable uh, accountability, you have to be able to have reporting and oversight as well. So that's on the one hand. But equally to empower, you need to provide someone with resources and authority. But we're saying actually empowerment and accountability are almost you know, two sides of the same coin. You, you kind of have to have both together. So to empower someone effectively, you need to allocate them resources and authority, but also hold them to account by ensuring responsibility, reporting and oversight. Yes, you do. And that, that, that all begins to seem, uh, you know, could begin to seem a little bit bureaucratic. And, structured. And there are structured time. <laughs> structured. Thank you, Ned. My, my structure coming in. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and actually I'm happy with that because I don't think working outside structures is particularly helpful. But there are people who don't like it. I mean, you know, look, next Wednesday we've got uh, the ex-Prime Minister of the UK uh, sitting in front of the parliamentary privileges committee being held to account for certain things that he did during lockdown um, now it's going to be very interesting to listen to the account Boris Johnson gives of that because you can be fairly confident that that account will not really be necessarily very reliable it's going to be very subjective it's going to be you know, we can tell the kinds of things that are going to come out in that account. And the Privileged privilege Committee are going to push back and they're going to say, we don't think that your account is true. And that's accountability, isn't it? It's saying, yes, I'm making my report to you. I'm telling you what I did. I'm telling you what happened. But there has to be that ability for the for the accountable bodies to uh, or the bodies who are you know looking at that whether that accountability whether that responsibility has been has been uh, taken properly to push back and say we we we, we don't think your account is correct it's interesting because there's you know it's, it's thinking that one through but what is he being held to account for and he's being held to account potentially for squandering or improper use of resources that could potentially well, be used elsewhere yeah, I think um, I think in this particular case, next Wednesday, it's, he's being held to account for two things, really. One is whether he uh, misled Parliament by telling them that uh, no, nothing happened that was against the, the law in Downing Street. Um, so mis and, and if he told Parliament that, knowing it was untrue, then actually there are consequences to that because he will be asked to resign his uh, position as an MP. So that's pretty serious stuff. But he's also being held to account, I think, for the events themselves. So uh, 
when you miss, you know, if, if the Privileges Committee says, well, you, you misled Parliament, I think that's probably as far as they can go. If they then said, well, actually, what you also did was break the law, then we, we, we know that happened because uh, the police found that the law had been mm. broken. Um, so so to, to some extent, the Prime Minister and others, including the current Prime Minister, actually, have been held to account by the police or by the justice mm. system, and they've both been fined for doing things they shouldn't have done. But this is a broader accountability uh, next Wednesday. It's about has this person misled and lied to Parliament? So he's being held to account for potentially a breach of trust, both between himself and Parliament and arguably himself and yes. the electorate. Exactly. So, so, but then that that's interesting, isn't it? Because then trust, without trust, there is a question then over whether they're properly employing their authority, which then comes back to because we've already said, well, look, authority is a key part of empowerment. So, so anyone that's put into position of prime minister clearly has a lot of authority in that position, and so if they're being if their trust is coming into question, and that's what they're being held to account for, it's because that without trust, there's a risk that they're misemploying or abusing the authority that they've been empowered with. And so obviously that's that's a key issue then. So so are we saying trust is potentially another key element of empowerment? Well, we certainly are. And, and, and it goes to the heart of uh, accountability and also, Nick, of regulation. Um, we have we have rules and 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 regulations uh, because um, unfortunately you can't trust people all the time to do the right thing uh, <laughs> for whatever reasons and those frameworks of justice and of regulation are there to to, to 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 deter people from doing the wrong thing but also to pick up when they do and and to put the consequences in place so you need that and and if we just move from the kind of political arena to the business world. Um, then prime ministers are obviously very powerful, and so are chief executives of large companies. They have a lot of authority. They have presumably the resources to do what they what they want, uh, or to do what they've decided to do, and they have a lot of uh, a lot of power. But they but they don't exist in a vacuum. There is uh, an accountability framework for chief executives, and 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 that's pretty well documented mm -hmm. in the code of conduct. If you're a you know if you're a PLC, if you're a, listed company then you have to abide by the accountability rules and the framework and and there's an accountable body so the, the body that holds a chief executive to account is of course the board and 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 which is why that the the regulators are not terribly happy about uh the the um ceo also being the chairman of the board because obviously Stop, yeah. you're marking <laughs> yeah, your exactly, own homework yeah. aren't you <laughs> and that's a little bit the position actually that you that, you know uk prime ministers are in because they have ethics advisors, but they don't have to, uh, you know, do what the ethics advisors say, say they have to do. They do, to an extent, mark their own homework. But I think that in, in business, it's really important to understand that there is that accountability. It's a, it, it, it's a regulatory uh, requirement in listed companies. But also increasingly, I think companies that are privately owned and not listed are taking on board those regulatory frameworks because they realise that the good conduct of their business really depends on that and they don't want to misuse of power uh, therefore they put those accountability structures in place yeah it's brilliant isn't it the, you know we sort of started off talking about empowerment and accountability it's quite quite a low -ish level but we've elevated it all the way up to go like even essentially at the grandest scale of governance this is absolutely the issue we're talking about that 
empowerment, there has to be a separation, if you like, of empowerment and accountability uh, to make sure that people can be uh, appropriately, go well, going back to the phrase we used before, that there's appropriate reporting and oversight so that we can manage uh, the consequences of their actions and make sure they're within acceptable bounds, I suppose. But, but that principle of separation of empowerment and accountability is, is really core to um, good governance, really, isn't it? Well, you know, they are. And, and it's why, you know, you wanted to pick a fight in your title of this podcast, didn't you? Know? <laughs> Empowerment versus accountability. But, you know, we're, we're too old to, to box it out in the ring. And anyway, there's no need to because because they are they are absolutely complementary, yeah. aren't they? And I don't think it's... It's not wise to have uh, empowerment without accountability. And equally, you can't really have accountability. Absolutely not. not. I mean, I think we're better off thinking work. about them in, in terms of a symbiotic relationship rather than an adversarial one. Yes, uh, yes good. The, when they get adversarial is when they get massively out of kilter and one's, one's exactly. far greater than the other. Exactly. And, then, and then the consequences can be more severe. But as long as they're in balance, it should keep everything broadly on track, which is obviously the, the principle at the heart of good governance, whether we're talking politics, business or any other any other sphere of activity. Yeah, and I would run the same uh, the same um, uh, points right down through an organisation. Uh, and I'd say when you uh, as a, let's say, a departmental head and you, uh, you, you, you delegate to, to a team leader, let's say, um, and you empower that team leader to, to carry out the tasks that you delegated to them, Therefore, you give them the authority and the resources to do it. I think there's an equal obligation on you as a departmental head to say, and this is how uh, we're going to, or you're going to account for that. Because so, you know, I'm always quite keen though, that there's some sort of good practical takeaway from our podcast. So I guess in this one, I suppose the, the questions that we'd suggest anyone in a leadership position at any level um, need to ask themselves is, how are you going to empower your team members, your team as a whole, your organisation. That question absolutely needs to be put out quite clearly and considered quite quite plainly. But then the second question is, and then how are you going to ensure their accountability? And equally, especially as you go up, but maybe you're uh, sort of uh, the hierarchy and you get to a more senior leadership position, you should probably be asking that same question of your own role as well. How 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 do I need to be empowered, and how do, should I or am I held to account? I think that's right. And do you know what, Nick? I think accountability can be also and should be perhaps, uh, at least sometimes, a bit of a negotiation. Because if you're being given uh, the responsibility to do something and you've accepted that responsibility and, and you're clear about what you're reporting back, uh, what you're accountable uh, you know, for and to who, then you might also want to say, but this accountability has to work mm. both ways. Because in order to do this, I don't just need power and authority. I yeah. need some support. Uh, and, and therefore you would say, I will be accountable to you. Uh, but you need to know that as part of agreeing to be accountable, I'm asking you for support. And in a sense, there's an implied accountability there. Because if, if, if it turns out that, yeah, 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 I'll support you. And then you don't get any support then I think there's, it may not be a written accountability, but there's the accountability yes. going the other way from the team leaders of the departmental head in this case has not been... Well, that honored. goes back to the, you, you can't give someone accountability to deliver something without resourcing them. 
because if you don't resource them, you yeah. can't possibly so support them is a kind of resource. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so that, that again, yeah. that's that relationship between those two playing off. Uh, I mean, I think if, if if we just think about the ways in which people uh, do uh, give give an account of themselves, if you like, in business, it tends to be it tends to be through the ordinary kind of reporting structures, yeah. doesn't it? So if you're given a delegated a task, empowered to do something. Uh, then, then doing that will produce an outcome, and and that's the easiest thing to be to be to be kind of measured and to be uh, to be used in the account. But yeah, you, so you can say, look, I was given this task. Uh, the objective was to achieve these results x, y, and z, and my account back to you says, well, I achieved x and y. We didn't quite achieve z. We achieved half of z, or something like that. So, so there's and that reporting using often data, you know, performance data makes it all very mm. transparent. Uh, so, so usually, actually giving an account of yourself, uh, being accountable, and 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 showing that you've you've uh, done things properly, isn't as complicated as it is in the case of politics, where it can get very blurry because there are usually pretty clear results to, to, to measure. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I mean, I suppose to start trying to, to, to sort of wrap this up, you know, going back to that point about we need to think of empowerment and accountability as a symbiotic relationship. And if I'm, if I'm going to be empowered, I recognise that I need to be held to account in order to make sure I deliver the things I'm being empowered to do. Uh, but equally, if someone's going to hold me to account, then they have a responsibility to make sure they empower me properly to deliver what I'm being held accountable for. And if I go back before my accountability committee and they say, why aren't you delivering X? You go, well, so I find it pretty tricky to deliver X with my current resources, but you know, if you're or in the current climate, but if you're still going to hold me accountable for delivering it, these are the additional resources I think I require. And if you don't give me those, you're going to start struggling to hold me to account to it because you're basically asking me to do uh, a near impossible task. Um, and it's that recognition, as you say, that, that both parties have a vested interest in delivering the outcome and they need to support each other through the empowerment and accountability mechanisms to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And being pretty pragmatic about it. I mean, we all know that, you know, life doesn't go according to plan, does it? You know, we, we can think it's going to go, and it doesn't. Uh, and things, things, things are more fluid than that and, and they're not as fixed. So one of the things about accountability is that uh, it, it also implies that it's often not stated that um, you have to be able to um, kind of report back intermittently and mm. when you need to. So people sometimes think, well, you've got to wait till the end before there's an account, before you're held to account. And maybe that's true. Ultimately, there was an end point that you were that you were empowered to meet and you haven't got there. But between the beginning and the end. There's going to be a lot of talk and a lot of communication. Yeah, I do, yeah, no, I, I should hope that's a lot of communication. That's fine. Yes. Yeah, exactly, because because the accountability is only as good as it's as it's kind of realistic. <laughs> you know, once it stops being realistic because conditions have changed or whatever it is, then there's that, no point sticking. Yeah, I mean that goes back to that point about oversight, doesn't it? I I, mean, I would challenge anyone whose definition of oversight is well, I, I looked at how they did the job at the end. What so you you didn't have oversight? the entirety of the project you're just telling yeah, me what you think the outcome is yeah, yeah exactly, um, exactly. Uh, it's really interesting i think it would be really healthy for for potentially more people to, to explore and discuss and debate this relationship between empowerment and accountability and to see actually 
accountability as an opportunity to support success rather than as something to risk Perfect, yeah. uh, potentially ego uh, damaged egos or anything like that um, so yeah as I say we always start off with these topics to like <laughs> almost think yeah it's going to be an interesting topic but not quite sure where it's going to go and I tell you it might just be me but I'm <laughs> always really enjoy uh, the sort of the, the, the things you end up exploring um, well, it's good to kick these things around, isn't it? We're, we're just like boys in the football <laughs> yeah. park, you know. We're, we're just having a kick around. We are, mate. You know, yeah. We yeah, we, we enjoy our game, though, don't we, Simon? We very much enjoy our game. Um, yeah, we do, yeah. All right, so next time we get together, we're going to be uh, exploring uh, the issue. Well, not the issue. No, that's not the right word at all. Uh, we're going to be exploring diversity and um, the benefits that can bring to an organisation. But equally... Um, Again, comparing it with another factor of, of making sure that you have people that are the right fit within an organisation, and how do you, how do you again get the right balance between those two factors? So we're doing a lot of balance topics uh, in, in the most recent series of podcasts. Uh, so that'd be a good one to explore as well, I think. Yeah, brilliant. And I could see you there really trying hard and succeeding, not to yes, no, thank you. yes, this is not, it's not, it's not all adversarial, but absolutely not. Uh, brilliant. Well, Simon, yeah. thank you very much for joining us again, and we look forward to uh, speaking to you again next time. Fantastic. See you then, Nick. If you're enjoying our podcast, want to keep up to date with the topics we explore, give yourself opportunities to consider what you believe the best takeaways for you are, then please like or subscribe. And you may even want to check out our website at mojavetrading.co.uk.